0: Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors.
1: My name's Tyler Dravitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline Church, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide remote uh, logistical support to Come on. churches around the country. No, we well, the- you know what I was confused by. I don't think the music has ever. No, I was. I was go. So cool. I, like, I was like, I'm gonna see what happens if I just leave it on. <laughs> you were gonna see what happens. I am the most distractible, add-ridden human being, and you let like something shiny happen while I was supposed yeah. to talk.
0: I'm not gonna lie. I that's exactly what I thought would happen.
1: <laughs> I, I, I just because I, I heard it <laughs> to begin with, and first what went through my head was, "Ooh, that's kind of nice," and then I was like, "Why is it still on? What is he doing?" <laughs> Oh, you're the worst.
0: That's uh, true. That's true. Well, we we it are we're having this series of conversations about our September reset. That's mm-hmm. kind of what you and I are calling yep. it at Ridgeline, where we're we're trying to uh, reset so many of the rhythms and behaviors that have become normative. Yeah. These past eighteen months, and so this morning, uh, it's not the morning; it's afternoon. Whew, we are yeah. off to a strong start here. Whew. Okay, no. so it's afternoon, mm-hmm. and today we're yeah. going to talk about resetting the tone of Sunday. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tone. I looked up what's whoa, an whoa. official. Are we just
1: leaping over the no, opening? No, no. Question? I, I'm getting oh, to it. Okay. Just
0: chill out. Whew, right. You came in, mess with your intro, and you come in hot. Well, all right, so listen, this is the definition of the word. Obviously, there's different ways. Like, tone can be a am- what, what dumb thing well, are you going to interrupt me
1: with already? I just, you know what we should kick this one off with? Letting me know that for the first 20 years of our 25-year relationship, uh-huh. you didn't like me very much.
0: Oh, you know what? That is so taking out of context what I said. And I already apologized for the weird way it came out. Okay. And way, to, way to be forgiving. So, I don't remember the apology. Back to tone. Okay. Well, re-listen to the episode, because okay. it happened I, I for to everyone. Every, yeah, okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh-huh, tone. so there's musical tone. Mm-hmm. Writing can have a tone. Sure. But also, uh, tone is the general character or attitude of a place. Mm. So it's like, uh, it's the way it feels when you're there, for a number of different reasons. Because of the people that are there, because of... Um, maybe visually the way that it looks or is set up things like that. So it's like you like the word vibe. Yeah. I don't, know I, don't I don't love the word vibe, but you like the word vibe. Do I? Yeah, you okay. do. Yeah, I've heard you use the word vibe. All
1: right.
0: Yeah. So, well okay, now now we're going to need a t-shirt that just says vibe. We have so many, t-shirts. so many T-shirts coming. Yeah. The good thing is, if our if all this fails, we apparently can start a T-shirt company with random words that no one cares about and that we tend to use incorrectly. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the tone. So here is the opening question. All right. Okay. Go for it. Tell me about a place mm-hmm. that you have been mm-hmm. that you that has one of your favorite tones.
1: Ooh, good question.
0: I I know one for you,
1: but I want to hear what you're going to say. Okay. I think, um, so, big Disney fan, in case you forgot. It can't just be Disney World at large. No, I know. It's not. Um, So, for the longest time, probably one of my favorite tone places Mm -hmm. was um, with the timeshare thing that we have, we Mm -hmm. can stay at a lot of Disney properties. Uh And frequently, as a result, we stay at the Grand Floridian. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about like the double doors open. There's two sets. There's a vestibule one you go Mm -hmm. through and then the other one. And it's just, there's so much busyness Mm -hmm. to everything that's happening at Disney that you walk into that lobby, your soul sighs. It does. (laughs) However, Uh, While I thought that that was by far the best I could experience, Uh we also had the opportunity uh, on Disney property, there's a Four Seasons, Mm -hmm. and uh, we had the opportunity to experience that, this recent trip, Mm -hmm. um, and they're winning.
0: Um, Unfortunately, only one night.
1: Yeah, one night. Yeah, seven
0: seven nights would have been life-changing, but one night... Well.
1: One and night was then amazing. We would be broke, <laughs> so uh, broke. Yeah, yeah. There was like a good deal and all of that yeah. kind of stuff, but they and I had never even been in a Four Seasons mm-hmm. before, and it was spectacular. I just, I mean, everyone like somebody in the middle of like trimming hedges, and you walk by them, they stop and like greet you. Mm-hmm. It just and and in the middle of this thing where it's like go 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 and fireworks and loud and mm-hmm. kids everywhere, it was so awesome. Yeah. Genuinely, I think probably the closest I have been to what my brain can imagine heaven might be like.
0: It's going to be the four seasons in Orlando.
1: hundred percent. I well, won't be disappointed. If it is, we
0: won't be disappointed. If, yeah.
1: If I get, if I get up, although they closed the water slide the second day. So oh, God's yeah. water slide will always be open.
0: My kids still think that they closed that water slide despite you. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did too. Yeah. I think they were like it reopened right after
1: you. They're left. like, we got a big dude that will not leave the water slide alone.
0: He's scaring the kids.
1: We're not. We're not exactly <laughs> sure. This is the capacity, and uh, just by looking at him, it could be right on the edge. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, that's a good yeah. one. I, would, thought, I, would, think, I thought like, you're gonna, I thought you were going to Iwan Reese. The cigar, oh, show, the cigar see, club in Chicago. Yeah, I do have that's a good one.
1: I, like these things that are like otherly mm-hmm. or just they and and that's a exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on like the busy city. I mean, it's like a block off Michigan Avenue. Yeah, it's very Chaos busy. The There's L the goes L by. above it, yep. and then you go in, and the shop is like rickety and mm-hmm. whatever, and and. Because everyone who works at a cigar club must be surly. Mm -hmm. Uh, They all are. And you get your cigar, and then they like badge you into this room that, I mean, it's just like time stops. Mm -hmm. It's just awesome. Peaceful. Oh, it's so great. One of my favorite places to go. Yeah, that's fair. That was a good one.
0: Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say in addition to that, the two that come to mind for me. One, thankfully, and this is just an opportunity to express gratitude, is my new home my new house, super pumped about that. We it have is. gone, it's kind of good vibe. We've, we've had uh SAS, Tammy and I've been married 16 years mm-hmm. and um I, we've never had like a home. We've yeah. had houses that we lived in, but like we've been in townhomes and apartments and even the two houses that we have owned prior to this. One was like 1100 square feet with five of us, two bedroom, one bath with five of us living in it in Chicago. So we knew like, this isn't forever. And that was not very uh, comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in North Carolina, we were pretty certain pretty early on that wasn't a long term thing sure. for us. So now, to be moved into a home where we feel like we're here, we're settled, we have the space that we need, our house backs up to this small uh, like urban farm behind us. So there's mm-hmm. no one like directly. We've never had a private backyard before, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm I'm pretty fired up about that.
1: Yeah, I think. I like your new house better than your Hickory house. Oh, way better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We
0: really liked the kitchen in that house, and that was it. Yeah. We bought that house literally because of the kitchen. Yep. So we liked the kitchen outside Yeah, the that, stove
1: was cool and all of that, but just the flow and stuff, for some reason, I just really weird. liked this one better. We had
0: two full rooms downstairs that we literally never used. Yeah. Cause it was just a weird layout. Yeah. So yeah. So this one's been great. Yeah, so that's,
1: it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm pumped about that. The other one is, I don't think you ever went there, but mm. when we lived in Chicago, there was this, uh, Catholic seminary that I used mm-hmm. to do my retreat days oh, yeah. at. I did. And, not uh, I want to go see, think it's called maybe St. Mary's. Mary's. Yeah. Yeah. And I would go up there and they had this, their seminary had this big, beautiful library, like Hogwarts library. Mm. And there was, I'm, I don't know if anybody's going to Catholic seminary or what, but it was always empty. There was mm. never, I'd go there all day long. Sometimes I wouldn't see a single person. Okay. And that was just, yeah, it had this like sort of transcendent, big,
1: mm-hmm. it was just, you just Otherly. walked. Yeah. you just like that. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: So. Books don't do it for me, but... Yeah, I know. I know. There's too many words. Yeah. 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 They look cool, though. You don't even care about that. Well,
1: yeah. What I was thinking about in that moment, the reason you got that weird look, was thinking about at your daughter's volleyball game yesterday, Mm -hmm. how your son proclaimed that I can't read. He didn't say you can't read. He said you don't read. I thought I had to correct him and say (laughs) I can read. I just don't.
0: No. They've heard me joke about the fact that you can't read.
1: Oh, (laughs) That's probably where that came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right,
0: so anyway. we're going to talk about tone, Mm-hmm. All right? So basically what we've been doing is uh, through the month of September, we have been uh, the week after a service, we've been just kind of reflecting on some of the things that we've been observing and how we're going about resetting specific things in the church. Okay. And so this one's about tone. So as we reflected, we sat together uh, on Tuesday and we were talking about the service and um, And uh, really, the services over the past few months, and then most specifically, the service that we just had last week. Mm. And as we were doing that, we really started to sense the need to reset uh, the tone of the day. Yeah. And so, um, everything, and that's everything from the moment we get there to start set up to our run through and our service and our tear down there are aspects of the tone we really feel like we need to reset because we've slipped into some attitudes and behaviors that I really don't believe set the spiritual emotional and relational tone that we're after totally right yep. so i think I the agree place with that. the place we're going to start is to talk a little bit about where we feel like um, we have we've been and maybe we are right now. And then we'll talk about some ways that we're going to work to reset that. Great. Does that work? Yeah. So let's, let's start with where we are. The first one is, uh, I think, I, I know that you'll agree with this and are even experiencing this. Um, but I think we're just noticing the degree to which people are still languishing. Mm-hmm. So that languishing, there's a, uh, I believe he's an organizational psychologist named Adam Grant. He refers to languishing as the middle child of mental health. Mm. So if you think about mental health like a spectrum, on one end, you have like depression, despair, hopelessness, like the worst that it can be. Mm -hmm. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have flourishing, Mm -hmm. where, you know, ready to take the hill, take on the world, change the world, everything's great. And then in the middle, you have languishing. So you're not like like complete Debbie Downer, the sky is falling, I have no hope. But you just kind of feel, it's like, kind of like he describes it, I think, is like you just kind of feel like you're walking through mud. Mm. And it would seem as though, if it feels like you were even talking about uh, something to do with, uh, you were talking to somebody that described some version of this, that there was a point in which um, like people, I think like things were getting better mm-hmm. and it felt like, all right. COVID's COVID's coming to an end. Sure. And uh, so then everybody has a lot of hope and they're feeling good. Totally. And then now we're back to like, just it sucks. <laughs> uh, yes. You know yeah, what I'm I talking ta- about? Yeah.
1: I was talking to, I had gone in, um, been working with a group on just kind of some like weight loss things and all of that. And one of the things I get from them, in addition, I have this is just fun for the internet. I have mm-hmm. a bi- vitamin B12 deficiency. So mm-hmm. in general, Seems like everyone you know what? should be. I feel
0: like they've been listening, going, "This guy, just the tone of his yeah. voice, sounds like maybe he's got a B twelve deficiency." Yeah. Well,
1: but they wouldn't know that because I get injections for, like, that I give myself, which is weird if you've mm-hmm. never done before. It's it's really interesting, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I I get them, and in general, they're just good for everyone. B twelve is one of those good ones. B twelve and vitamin D.
0: I take B twelve just... through a like a oral sub oh, sure. supplement. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, um, but. Uh, I've also worked with them on some weight loss things and all of that. And when I went to pick up the shots, they like do a quick consultation and she was like, well, do you want to weigh in? And I was like, um,
0: like, I, that's I, not what I'm here for. Just give me my, I, give me my, my I, shot. Said,
1: I probably shouldn't. I did. And I was disappointed. <laughs> However, I, and I told her, I said, I will, but mm-hmm. no judgment because it's not going great. And she goes, you know, she goes, we've actually noticed it's not going great for everyone. And so then hmm. As we engaged in conversation, that's really what she had explained was their observation. Yeah. And I think it's true.
0: Yeah. I've We've just been noticing <clears throat> that on Sunday mornings, people are just kind of coming in and like, I'm specifically thinking about, and, and granted, you know, some people have to show up at 7.20 to serve. Uh, you and I don't necessarily feel like that's very early. For some people. <laughs> That's very early. <laughs>
1: Seven twenty <laughs> might as well be three a.m.
0: But there's just kind of this uh, funk that a lot of people seem yeah. like they're they're in. Just like again, not things are not as dark as they have been. Like sure. like everybody had like we all had some dark days during yeah. COVID where you're like this is never going to end. This is going to last
1: forever. I hate everything. Yeah, we're not there. But just kind of this. You know what it feels like every Sunday to me is that kind of moment in time in which um, it's spring again Mm -hmm. and you have been in denial for long enough that your lawn needs mowed. Mm -hmm. And so you go out to the, like, rickety shed Mm -hmm. and pull out your too old lawnmower, but you don't use it very much. And so So why are you going to get a new one? one? Yeah. and. It just takes everything in your pulling arm mm-hmm. and everything in that lawnmower to get it to turn over. Mm-hmm. And it, like, pretends to and then stops. Mm-hmm. And then you prime mm-hmm. the pump a bunch more. And, I'll, like, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And then we finally get it going on Sunday mornings. And it, like, spits out some black smoke. And <laughs> And, <laughs> and yeah. then finally we're there. Yeah. Hopefully by the time for new people to arrive. <laughs> Not always, but hopefully. <coughs> yeah. That's what it, it. just it just has that. Mm-hmm. Like it's true. This is the most difficult thing anyone has ever done.
0: Right? Yeah. No, I think that's that's an accurate description of it. And so I just think it's important to. And I, I would, I if I were a betting man, mm-hmm. my guess would be that's not just an us thing. Uh oh, you just break something. I, some yeah. of your stuff. <laughs> some of your stuff fell. You got too oh. many gadgets.
1: It was the uh, I don't know where it was, but it was the remote to the Apple TV. we Oh, it's fine. We probably have another one of those somewhere. Yeah, we're
0: good. All right, so people are languishing. I like how we edit nothing in
1: this. It's just and like... because it dropped on the floor, that one's just done, huh? Yeah, it's good. You're like Seinfeld. I don't bend over. Yeah, you're like, touch the ground, <laughs> I'm out.
0: So people are, people are languishing, so we got just a little bit of like a, a funk mm-hmm. that we're experiencing relationally yeah. with people. And I think that that um, also, I think the second one is a part of it, but um, like some of the, like you remember when we first... Like we'd been online only, especially Uh that second wave. So we were online only from, I think it was like Thanksgiving weekend. So November, end of November until the first week in February, I think. Is that what? what yep. Yeah, I don't. Re- so recall. December and January, but that was the second shutdown that we mm-hmm. had to do because we got to come back. So that one was really hard.
1: Yeah, for everybody. And it was hard because we chose it. Right. They the first one was imposed upon us. The second one we decided was prudent. and, yep. and it based was based on the numbers. It one hundred percent was. It was regardless of who we lost as a result. <laughs> yeah.
0: But but I remember that first week we came back. It was the opposite of everything we were just describing. Like mm-hmm. everybody had a pep in their step. They were fired up to be mm-hmm. there. We just like, we're back. This yeah. is great. But I've noticed that some, Everyone was on time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that didn't last long. No. But I think I think what was fueling that was there was just we 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 knew what it felt like to lose something that you love. Yep. Our ability to gather together physically. Mm-hmm. And so when you come back, you're so grateful. Like I'm just so thankful to even be here that I'll do anything for this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some of the gratitude that we felt at being able to gather again physically has worn off. You know what yeah. I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not, because it's normative, like, th- by definition, things that are normal are not special. Mm. So when we came back in February, it felt, like, special totally. to be doing this yeah. again. Well, that has effectively worn off. Yeah. And now this is just what we do. Yep. And so serving is more
1: burden than it, it, whereas in February, it felt like this is a huge blessing. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the people that even already have, like, wanted or needed or vocalized, like, I just, I need a break. mm mm-hmm. And I just feel like didn't you didn't you have like a year of that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I think as a result of that languishing and everything, uh, I think one of the things that you deal with on the borderline of depression is that mm-hmm. everything feels so much more so difficult. Hard. Yeah. And just like, I guess I'll I guess I'll put up that one sign that takes me <laughs> right. thirty seconds. Because, yeah. mind you, our setup.
0: Having mm-hmm. having been portable in multiple churches and multiple environments, our setup for is the better part of our life. So I mean, literally, yeah. with the exception of the stint in Hickory, yeah, we have been mobile since two thousand and one. Yeah. That's yeah. when it started yeah. for me, anyways. And yeah. you were that for same sure. time.
1: And we really, I mean, I think multiple times we erred on the side of my cheapness and mm-hmm. and just walked everything in with our arms like. Mm-hmm. Our thing is pretty dialed. In. Everything's it could on It can always get better. Yeah, um, but I get like the only way to do it better than us is to hire something like Portable Church Industries, which will charge you fourteen gazillion dollars yep. to outfit your business. And so we just sort of did that the poor man's way.
0: Yeah, we yeah. bu- basically built our own version of it, but yeah. it's very well done. So it's yeah, not it's super well hard. done.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There's not even one heavy thing to carry, is there? Everything is no. on wheels. Yeah.
0: No. So, but I think what that indicates then is if it still seems like this is so hard for people yeah. to come, it's not even about that. It's yep. really more of an indication of just, I think back to the first point, that people really are languishing. So everything just
1: feels hard. Yeah, absolutely. And then
0: I think the last thing I'd say is that the way that that's then translating to our actual services is it seems like by and large, we are lacking expression and energy. Yeah. And so, some of that I think is instruction is necessary, which we'll talk about in yeah. just a couple of minutes. But I just think, <clears throat> you know, and, and I think I, we tried to be really careful about like, we we've never been like the happy clappy church. No. Um, Cause that's not who we are. Mm-mm. And we're, we're pretty committed to probably do a fault to like, we're going to, we're going to practice a genuine expression of who we are and where we are. Yep. So the problem is, when there's you've been, no
1: Sunday best at Ridgeline, folks. When, when
0: you've been languishing for two years, and that just—that's what you're like. It's just like this is the sad church. When you squeeze someone, what's on the inside comes. <laughs> that's out. right. Yeah. There's nothing fake coming out mm-hmm. of us. That's for sure. So, um, yeah. So I we just look at all of that, and I would say, you know. By God's grace, the last three four weeks, it's so we've talked about this. It's very evident that God is doing something fresh, sure, in us and in our church, and um, so none of this is to negate that. But I, I think what I would say is it feel it that the fact that God is moving in a fresh way makes these other things even more obvious.
1: Sure, and I think that we are in a situation where, so what we know to be true is that in uh, seasons when God works Mm -hmm. that also causes a often, um, not equal, but kind of opposite response from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And I think that the idea that we're not supposed to give the enemy a foothold through COVID and Mm -hmm. the languishing and everything else, he's got one. Totally. It's not like he's got to go looking root around very much. Like it's pretty, pretty evident right there. And so I think that that's something that is at work as well.
0: Totally. Yeah. So we, we these are uh, the the tone thing. Like these are some of the things that we want to work to reset. Mm-hmm. So we sat down last week or last Tuesday, and we came up with some ideas on just how to basically take a whack at at resetting some mm-hmm. of this tone stuff. Like, it's like a pinata. We're yeah. just going to keep hitting
1: it till right. that sucker breaks. Yeah, these could be terrible ideas. Mm-hmm. We're a big. Big advocates of plan, do, check, and adjust. We that's have right. planned. That's right. So we are sharing with you our plans. We'll let you know if they worked at all. Next week we'll check. Yeah. Well, we have to do first. Oh yeah. Then that's we'll true. check we'll and then likely adjust. Yeah.
0: So, so first thing that we're gonna do because we have noticed this kind of like when I when I think about the when I watch uh, people show up for setup, which specifically like our band um, and trailer mm-hmm. people, which is a seven twenty a.m. Uh, arrival Uh, call time time. yeah yeah yeah. trailer person
1: gets here at seven yeah but everyone else has to like be ready to go at 720
0: would you agree that by and large those people when they show up have the same general posture look on their face and attitude as um my kids when they get woken up too early same general kind of like Mm -hmm. this is not this is not going to go good for any of
1: us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seven twenty. I know on an average day, yeah. I have worked out, mm-hmm. showered, eaten breakfast and am packing my things up to head to the yeah. office. Ready
0: for my first nap yeah. around 7, yeah. 20, seven 30 Yeah. And
1: it's not, it's not a matter of like, look at me. I know mm-hmm. how to wake up early. It just, from a empathy standpoint, That's a real challenging one for me. Yeah,
0: that one's hard for me too. Yeah. So as a result of that, we're going to experiment with doing a pre-setup check-in, basically. Mm -hmm. So... 7.20 is the call time. Everybody arrives at that time. So rather than just drop the door when the first person gets there, we're going to get there at 7.20 and we're going to basically have a quick huddle and uh, try to give a little bit of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I think, think, uh, so this Sunday will be the first time that we experiment with this. And I think the place that I want to start is just drawing attention to the reality, like that... It seems like a lot of our gratitude has worn off that we get to mm-hmm. do this. This has become normative, so it doesn't feel special anymore. Mm-hmm. We're all going through our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we have a decision to make right now. Like The way that we start is going to set a tone for the day. Mm-hmm. And it's going to impact the environment moving forward. Yep. So let's take this opportunity to um, basically set aside... All these things that we carry into this place and and reset and be reminded of the fact that it's a privilege and a joy that we have not always had mm-hmm. to be able to do this. And I mean, this Sunday that this will be will be our third anniversary, so we've got lots to be pumped about. Totally, the fact that we still we're giving exist.
1: away t-shirts. Yep, there's that.
0: Hey-oh. Hey-o. <laughs> free barbecue <laughs> afterwards, mm-hmm.
1: made by Tai Thai. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> see how it goes. Either. So, if you're from Ridgeline and listen to this, you will have either just enjoyed pulled pork sandwiches or Costco pizza because the pulled pork <laughs> went horribly wrong. That's right. I'm I'm doing it at a volume I've not done before, so we'll see. But, yeah. So, so we're going to have that huddle, mm-hmm. and then we'll just kind of pray. And side note, yeah. uh, this is just, like, real-time, like ryan and tyler planning but we should for sure send out like a text to those on that just letting them know (coughs) at 720 just just so that people know because also like it's like 720 ish Mm -hmm. i don't really believe in ish Mm -mm. um but i think what we'll say is like right at 720 we want to like uh begin with some prayer and Mm -hmm. just like setting our hearts for the morning yep and hopefully everyone arrives
0: That that was my plan, too. I like it. So that's good. Good. All right, so that's... Oh, so talk a little bit about
1: what's the other thing that we're going to do for our setup. Oh, yeah. So um, it, like one of the things that's really challenging about the setup time is that it's pretty stoic mm-hmm. and so for example one of the things i started doing probably 3 or 4 months ago we have uh, several of our earlier team that really appreciates having coffee ready i mm-hmm. think you know 7:20 so that's fair mm-hmm. Um, and so the very first thing I do is like, we always brew one pot of coffee. We brew really good coffee for our church, but, uh, I brew one pot for that team. I bring it, I set it up, get it all ready and ready to go. In addition to that though, it just feels pretty flat. Like we were talking about it this week and it just sort of felt like a flat Coke, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you like grab one Mm -hmm. and it's been open for too long, but you decide to go for it. It's just not satisfying at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what we're going to do is we are going to allow each of the people who are early, whether it be our band or our production team, to they'll be assigned and be responsible for a playlist mm-hmm. that we play during the setup time. Mm-hmm. And you get, there's no rules Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Like you get to pick the songs that Mm -hmm. like, there might need to be some rules for you. I think, well, no, there will not be. It's going to be the YMCA, single ladies. So here's the deal. When we were talking about this idea, this was Tyler's big go-to idea. Because at my gym on occasion, Mm -hmm. the YMCA comes on. Like Mm -hmm. it's a part of whatever pre-programmed That would be my last day at your gym. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, it wouldn't because you will be boogieing and not even worried about how, how boogieing. Yeah, but there's just it's this thing the tenor of like it could be the hardest workout in the world, mm-hmm. and that song comes up, and everyone just has a little bit of a like, gipping their gipping their step. I don't know. I I'll, the only thing I'm thinking right now is. This
0: is the moment when it's a huge mistake. This is not a video podcast <laughs> because I'm doing it. You are Listen. really, really doing. You're getting jiggy in that chair. You,
1: you hear the intro and you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> And a little part of you does like a, like Drunk a little people like at a yourself wedding, YMCA that. <laughs> or the macarena, you know that kind of thing. Regardless, uh, here yeah. you don't get to judge. That's just it. No, Each no, individual... that's not a
0: rule. I don't get to control what you pick. I absolutely oh, get yeah, to judge fair. what you pick. one hundred
1: percent. That's part of it <laughs> because I know I'm gonna be so deeply ridiculed yeah. the whole morning and i won't care because i'll yeah. be happy because i'm going to be boogieing you are through my setup yeah uh, that's twice i've used the word Oof, boogie in one episode me yeah. neither uh, t-shirt yeah. boogie boogie yep <laughs> uh but, but uh yeah and so and it'll be something that like you'll just be it's your mm-hmm. week yeah whatever the songs are we'll have a speaker you can pair with on your phone and the playlist is all you yeah
0: it could. I mean, it could totally bomb. The other oh, thing yeah. I really like about it is it. It also, it's like this little snapshot into a person's personality, totally, and their preferences. Yeah, and uh, and ironically, your pick is the YMCA. I'll just let oh. that sit in the air.
1: Yeah, we're gonna let that sit because <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> um yeah but i like that yeah and i think that uh it gives people ownership i think there's always that like so this song is coming to an end and everyone's just like Mm -hmm. what could the next one be yeah i will say
0: Mm -hmm. i mean i you know how much i like making a good playlist Mm, i I made three for my crossfit Mm -hmm. gym Mm -hmm. i made one that was hip-hop i think i made one that was just like that was rock and then i made a pop one and uh and then they were played at workouts that i was there Mm -hmm. it's stressful because it does, like if a song like hits you. you, but it doesn't hit other people, I found myself. I was a little pissed. Mm-hmm. I was a little embarrassed. I felt a lot of feels in the midst of this. So it was mm-hmm. more pressure than only I at your F forty five gym, my F forty five, my CrossFit gym. Oh yeah,
1: your CrossFit gym. Only there was the only time you had a playlist. Oh
0: gosh! All right, let's circle back because I think I mentioned last week on the podcast
1: mm-hmm. that I had
0: changed the pre service playlist. You did to be you know what i i can't even possibly receive criticism from you about music
1: I, and how, when have i ever given it this was no no, no. It Here's was a, it what was, happened it is, wasn't just like a swing and a miss you didn't like tip it it was a whiff
0: it was it it was <laughs> like only a whiff, whiff in this one the,
1: moment you swung before the pitcher released right. the ball
0: so what happened is unf- i was going for like a more like Let's, let's help people chill. like yeah. chill as yeah. they come in. Decompression, yeah. right? So I picked instrumental stuff from mm-hmm. Sleeping at Last yep. and Future of Forestry. Two bands you don't even know, Mm-mm. okay? But unfortunately, at the end of our service, mm-hmm. there's a point at which you have done announcements yep. and then we give people a minute in yep. the service to fill out their info card.
1: Yep. And Game we, changing, by the way. Do that for yeah, sure. We've talked
0: yeah. about that. So we put a song on during that so it's not mm-hmm. just awkward silence. Well, Dee Dee hit play on the. That's random. She didn't pick the song. Well,
1: it actually never stops. We just like pull the slider down and it just keeps playing. Okay. Well, then this was just. Hold it up. It was the Lord.
0: It was the Lord wanting to hurt my feelings, Mm -hmm. I think is what happened. Mm -hmm. Because she brought the volume up. And if you're sleeping at last, fan, it was on um, eight from the Enneagram album, which I Mm. happen to be an Enneagram eight, which is what made this so hurtful for me. Yeah but it's also it was the instrumental version doo-doo, doo-doo. no that's Doo. the pink panther dummy that's, me. that's not even what I felt it doesn't like even sort you. of i want everyone oh, right now pause the podcast go to sleeping at last the Enneagram album listen to 8 and see you'll if it what sounds I mean. like the pink panther you'll get panther. what i mean no it does have a different vibe instrumentally than it does with the vocal that i did not plan on and it was weird because the collective tone in the room got real weird real fast where I everyone mean, was basically thinking, like, "What the h is well, happening first, right now?"
1: First, everyone was like, "Is this a mistake?" Hmm. And then I just could—I was—you just, just like, had the biggest dumbest look on your face that there was. Not. Well, because there were these different like crescendos as a part of the music that yeah. I was like, I—I I finally like looked at the speaker, like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and the room erupted. I just—I couldn't even make it through my prayer. Or I, I, it was yeah, it, it was, was something else. You had so. to poke your. Headed in and tell everyone what for, and yep. it was a thing. It was hurtful. Yeah.
0: Anyway. That's all right. So, playlists, they're mm-hmm. a big winner. Yep. They're a risk, that's <laughs> what we'll say. Clearly a risk. All right, so, that's one thing we're trying to reset the tone of, is our sort of pre, pre-setup, mm-hmm. setup time. Uh, so, the second thing that we're going to work on is, is trying to work with this worship posture thing mm-hmm. in our room. So... My assumption is most people listening to this know that the Bible, in multiple places, talks about our physical posture in worship. Yeah. Raising hands, closing eyes, clapping hands, talks about using instruments and singing new songs. All of those things are talked about in Scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a one of the things that I do think is genuinely, I joked about it on Sunday, but is unique about our band and our Mm -hmm. musicians is oftentimes that people that serve in worship ministries are like kind of typical artists. So they're like, very emotive. Sometimes can be mm-hmm. dramatic. Like it, it can be very, very hard to work with artists. Sure. For whatever reason, at Ridgeline, we have a lot of, we have a ton of introverts. Yep. And we have a lot, a, a high contingent, contingency
1: of low emotive people. Sure. And they're not the typical artists. They are um, accountants. Yep. Operations people. With degrees people. in math. Yeah. yeah. Uh, salesman. Um, extremely
0: you know. gifted in yeah, what they do, but absolutely. not the typical like what you would think, like the typical makeup of an artist. Right. And so as a result, we have we have more of like a serious um, tone, I guess, yes. to like the relational makeup or mm-hmm. like more sarcastic and dry would probably be. It's not that they're boring, but we have like a sarcastic dry. It's not the typical, like a lot of churches, the worship ministry is like It is happy clappy. It is get everybody pumped up. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. If there's a word to describe typical evangelical modern worship, that's it. Mm -hmm. The we. I like that. So um, this is the thing that we were talking about this week that I have continued to think about that I think is really helpful for people to understand. Um, Worship, like physical posture in worship. So Mm -hmm. raising of hands, clapping hands, all that kind of stuff. That really doesn't have anything to do with your, like, personality or your temperament. Right. Um, I think if you're, like, super upbeat, happy person... Uh, hyper-optimistic and extroverted. It might feel more, you might care less what people think about you if they see sure. you clap or raise your hand. But, but I really don't think it's about temperament. It's about obedience. Like the Bible commands us to worship in specific ways. Totally. So you you can be any Enneagram number. You mm-hmm. can be introverted. You can be extroverted. You can be happy. You can be sad. You can be all over the map. Ultimately, there is things that... God has said, this is what worship is to look like. Yep. And so the way that we're going to work to reset that is, and this is our kind of first experiment with it is so, uh, re- rehearsal set up, all that stuff's going to run till nine. Mm-hmm. And then at nine o'clock, I'm going to sit with just the band mm-hmm. for 10 minutes every week for an indefinite amount of time and mm-hmm. just talk about a particular posture or something in worship that we are invited to.
1: Sure. Trying think, to ingrain that in them. Cause I think if we're, if we're willing to like move forward with the idea that it's not about temperament, then it's, it is about obedience and also, uh, all things of obedience are learned behaviors. Yeah, right. Um, the reality of a learned behavior is it's something that you need to be taught or yeah. instructed on. Even Jesus said, teach, "Teach them already. to observe everything that I've commanded." Exactly. And so I think that what we have to own, and I think that's something that's important as you think about these things that's that uh, you need to reset and all of that. It's so so important to start with how can I do something differently. Yeah. So for us, and like, before,
0: and and just and before you get like. Super super frustrated about it, back yeah. up and go, is this something I've instructed on? Because if it totally. hasn't,
1: well, you can't be <clears throat> mad at people for not doing something that they don't know or don't understand. Yeah, and listen, that does not mean that you had like one sermon on it six no. years ago. We, uh, I think one of the things that I'm taking away from COVID and some different things that we've actually seen the needle move on mm-hmm. is it's through obnoxious annoying repetition mm-hmm. every single week yeah because the reality is some people don't come every week and some mm-hmm. people don't this and even uh, as we were talking earlier and i mentioned something and you said well we've talked about that before oh giving the 60 seconds yep and what i know is the likelihood we're on what episode now Six, 60 something? 64 you're probably not starting at one and catching up probably not probably not you should yeah. But, well, I don't know. I but, don't know. I, can you
0: imagine if we listened back to those first 10, if that was the thick of COVID, I bet
1: those were dark <laughs> days for us. And probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, I think that it's just so important. Start with yourself yep. and make sure that you're doing it regularly, every time, all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, you know, I had a boss that I did not care much for, but he always said, Mr. Dravitz, we uh, inspect what we expect. And, um, I don't, he, he mm-hmm. didn't talk like that. I'm not sure why I yeah, gave him that, was that voice, really but yeah, something. but, but he did a little. Mm-hmm. And so I, but I do think that, that you are putting time and energy behind and sitting down with the band mm-hmm. after you've seen them do the run through and mm-hmm. say, so this is what we need to kind of work on and grow in just like you would, if someone was playing the wrong chords, mm-hmm. you would you know, put a pause on it and say, listen, Here's where we need to play it mm-hmm. differently,
0: right? Totally. Yep. So we're going to start to work on that. The last thing <clears throat> for right now is something that we're calling altars that I'm mm. super, super, super excited about. Mm. Um, so if you think about in the Old Testament uh, what altars were and the purpose of them, yeah. So uh, this comes out of uh, I. What did I teach last week? Genesis 28, mm-hmm. with Jacob. And uh, he is on the run from Esau. He's on his way to uh, Laban's, and he lays down, uh, uses a rock for a pillow. So Mm -hmm. it's like his literal rock bottom. And he has this dream Mm -hmm. uh, of the ladder, the angels descending up and down this staircase. And God's there and speaks to him, makes this great promise. And Jacob's response when he wakes up is, surely God was in this place, and I didn't know it. And in response, he takes this stone that had been in his pillow... And he anoints it with oil sure. and he uses it as a marker of a time when God met with him in daily, in, 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 his, in his life. Mm-hmm. And this, and then, you know, there's all through the Old Testament, there are these pictures of altars that are always constructed at a time when God has moved in a unique manner. And in our culture, we just don't, we don't really have that, you know, like I remember even growing up, we had an altar at the front of the church, which was essentially like a table. It was really just the front step where people came and prayed after the service. Mm-hmm. But where we are, we don't even have that. And so what we have been thinking about is as how do we have uh, a place or how do we create space in which we are marking uh, the movement of God in daily life? Mm. And so I think one of the most powerful ways that we can do that is by telling stories of the, of meeting God in daily life. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to start to have this, the goal is a weekly element in our worship service that we call an altar, okay. which is someone in our church coming up and just telling a story of how God has met them in daily life. Mm. And you're actually going to go first this awesome. week. <clears throat> so you, you said awesome, like you're learning right now, but you already knew this. Yeah. So as an example, tell the story of what your, what your altar is going to be this week.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think... Um, you had uh, given a sermon a number of weeks ago, and one of the things that you had said in that, or maybe it was at the it meeting. Was the meeting, yeah. Okay. But you had just said, start paying attention to ways that you can say yes to God mm-hmm. and, and just some things that he impresses on you and that kind of thing, and not in a weird way, but just like be aware. When you think, sense I, an invitation yeah, from exactly. the Spirit, say yes. Exactly, for sure. And so I was... Um, Using Venmo to tip someone who provided me a service, mm-hmm. and um, and it was like a little delayed because I had forgotten, but I logged on to do it, mm-hmm. uh, sent through the thing, and then one of the really unique features of Venmo mm-hmm. is your ability to scroll through. Yeah, I don't know and, why it has
0: to be a social thing.
1: Yeah, it, and, and and I mean it, you can very easily set it to private, which mine are because it's Nanya, mm-hmm, what too. I am Venmoing anyone for. Yeah. However, not any, everyone does that. Um, I think the average person probably does, but as a result in doing that, I only see like a few. Mm-hmm. But as I did, I, I was noticing there was this person who um In North Carolina, Mm -hmm. it was her job to uh, assist both of us. Mm -hmm. And um, prior to us getting there, like these roles each had their own kind of focused Mm -hmm. assistant. And that was sort of a thing. Like Mm -hmm. if you were a pastor, you had an assistant to handle admin things. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we had come from a smaller church in which I did a lot of that for you. Mm -hmm. And so we thought that it would be better if like her and I worked together to make sure that you were supported Mm -hmm. and that she supported me. And Mm -hmm. so she was taking on, a big pill mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do. You are a and, big pill. Uh, Well, collectively, I, I feel like anyone more would you. say we are. Yeah, but, well, right. I don't know about that, but anyway... Um, and she did an amazing job. And mm-hmm. one of the things that she was so good at was just these like random acts of generosity. Mm-hmm. And she would, you know, there would be different times where I would go to get my haircut. And she had called ahead of time and prepaid for it. Mm-hmm. or and, and she did it in, in these things that you've always said I'm really hard to buy gifts for. Mm-hmm. And she had always done it in ways that were so meaningful because like, like she had paid attention to know, like, I just like, I've, I've always said if I ever won the lottery, I would employ someone full time to give me a regular haircut. Yeah. They wouldn't have to cut my hair every day or Mm -hmm. every minute of every day, but just that they're available. I like that. That's what I would do. That's one of the things I would do. Yeah. Um, and so at any rate, um, as I was scrolling through Venmo, I started to notice that Um, and truthfully, I mean, we were her boss and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know that this permeated her entire life. I just knew that she was very generous to us and would leave notes and Mm -hmm. buy lunch and just different things like that, that typically someone in that role, like, and and, and we did some things for her as well, but Mm -hmm. typically it's the other way around and Mm -hmm. that's the way it works. Well, so she had, um, uh, like I was scrolling through Venmo and what I noticed was, And it wasn't overt, but based on the comments or she had a friend who had moved and she sent them like... $30 to be able to get a pedicure and she commented she was she's a very silly lady and she Mm -hmm. commented because your dogs will be barking after moving all day or Mm -hmm. something like that and the response because you get to see all of it Mm -hmm. I don't know why but you do the response was things like oh my gosh I can't believe that or it was you know here's some flowers for you or here's some this or that Mm -hmm. and as I was looking at it I was just so overwhelmingly blessed Mm -hmm. by the fact that she worked really hard to pay attention to the people that God had like surrounded her with in her life. Mm -hmm. And she had worked to be intentional. And even since I've lived here, hadn't talked to her forever. And I went to get my haircut here in Utah, Mm uh, Months ago, and it was pre, I don't even, I think I had posted about the place one time on social, but I mean, the amount of time and energy invested in that. Mm-hmm. So all that said, I saw that and uh, really, at that moment, I felt really compelled, like, you know what? She's doing such a great job. Her name's Erin. She's mm-hmm. doing such a great job loving other people. Mm-hmm. I should do something for her because mm-hmm. I also know that um, she's not independently wealthy. Yeah. And so each of these decisions, uh, her and her husband work very hard. And uh, There's an actual cost. Yeah, exactly. There, there yeah. There's a sacrifice, a part of it, versus just <coughs> yeah, a coming a out of the interest that she's earning. <laughs> right. This is like conscious decisions. Mm-hmm. And I, so I knew that while she was doing that for others, it didn't mean that she just had so much I didn't have to worry about it, mm-hmm. it and that she could use some too. And I, I felt that. But honestly, in that moment, moment I felt that and I thought you know what I'm gonna I'm just gonna that's weird Mm -hmm. we haven't talked for so long Mm -hmm. and that's just why like why am I being weird and Mm -hmm. I even opened my budget thing and I looked at it and I was like "Eh, I don't know I'm not so sure Mm because I'm not independently wealthy either Mm -hmm. and I, I just wasn't sure and so uh closed Venmo and all of that and a few hours later it was the so that was the morning it was the afternoon and I just really felt overwhelmed by this idea mm-hmm. to do that and and even in that moment i felt a little bit of like man i'd already squashed this like what in the world is mm-hmm. happening and in that moment i remembered the comment that you had made from the meeting about mm-hmm. just like when you get those promptings and i think it was strange that i was in venmo it was strange mm-hmm. that I, like i saw all her stuff and mm-hmm. i had the moments to read through there were just so many oddities about it mm-hmm. that i really needed to do take some, I just felt like Mm -hmm. I I have to do this. And so I had made the decision to send her, uh, it was a hundred dollars for, and, and all I put was, uh, date night money. Mm -hmm. And I like put that in the comment and I sent it to her. Well, within 30 seconds of sending it, my phone rang Mm -hmm. and it was Aaron. Mm -hmm. And she said, how did you know? And I was like, what? And she goes, she goes, I just I just talked to my husband. He didn't post anything. I didn't post anything. How did you know? And I was like, what are you talking about? And Because I thought she had called to tell me no or take it mm-hmm. back or something like that. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, me and Adam are out on our first date in months and months because of COVID mm-hmm. and busyness and everything else. And it's just a particularly lean time for us. And so we were looking at the menu and we had in that moment right before she got the notification –
0: Sunday's going to be rough.
1: Yeah. Collectively agreed (laughs) that they were going to like skip appetizers. They weren't going to have any adult beverages. They were just Mm -hmm. like, it was, you know, maybe no chicken on the salad. Like it was going to be a (laughs) pretty, like it was date night. Yeah. It was date night, but not like extravagant. Yeah. And, and in that moment of right before the waiter came over, the notification came through on mm-hmm. her phone, and she saw it that that's what that was for. Mm-hmm. And she was super blessed by it, but also, like, we didn't really get into it because she's on her date night with her husband. Right. So she's like, I asked this permission, but I also have to go. And yeah. I was like, absolutely, that's fine. And I could just tell in that moment she was so blessed right. by the fact. And and truthfully, all of the weird things, there's no credit for me because, one, I tried to, like, deny it mm-hmm. in the morning. Then she could have, like, maybe gone to a different restaurant. Who knows mm-hmm. how, what I robbed the spirit of in that moment. Um <laughs> And, you know, all of the things added up for it, it's not about me. It's just about uh, looking and saying like, uh, and in that moment, all, I mean, it's one of those like this side of heaven, that's as real Mm -hmm. as God. I mean, God could have healed someone I love of a disease. And I think it would have been close to on par with Mm -hmm. how I felt in that moment because um, it's been difficult through COVID and Mm -hmm. it's been hard to see God working and, um, and, and active and alive. And, and the reason that's emotional is, one, yes, it blessed someone who works hard to bless others. Mm-hmm. And also, it was just such a strong and thick reminder that, like, you know, just like Jacob said, like, mm-hmm. clearly. Yeah. God was in this place. And I didn't know it. Right.
0: Yeah. I just finished for my spiritual direction program this book called Spiritual Companioning. And there's actually some research that's been done on testimonies mm. and um, and why they're so powerful. Or the mm. language we're using is altars. Yeah. But like even in listening to that story again, and I'm excited for our church to hear it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there is something about um, when we share our story like that that the, the thing that it does is it's this reminder that the God that we see moving in the scriptures is still at work today. Yeah. And And to your point, <clears throat> I think that especially right now when we've been living in this season where, I mean, anyone who has been paying attention to what's gone on in the world in the last two years that is a Christian has had to have had a moment where they were like, what is, is this all like, is there a God? Mm -hmm. Is he paying attention? Is he watching this? Why doesn't he? And and so I think that whether or not we really honor those questions and we spend time contemplating them, they're there. That doubt is like somewhere lurking beneath the surface. And I know for a fact when people hear that story on Sunday, in the same way when they heard my story a few weeks ago about God meeting with me, Mm -hmm. there's something about that. That reminds us like, no, he is at work yep. and this might be my day or my week. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're trying to cultivate as a church is how do we, maybe not always in that, with that degree of power sure, emotionally, but this is the thing more and more that I believe. I believe that experience is accessible to us every freaking day. Yep. And we are settling for like, we are settling for maybe one of those a year. Which I just feel like sure. is just depressing. Like we yeah. can't live off one mountaintop moment a year. Totally. When, and I, I just I have this sense that God has is, has sat back and said, like, I mean, I guess if this is if this is all if this is enough sure. for you, that's fine. Totally. But I have so much more that I want to offer you, and I. So I just think if there's one thing if I had to pick one thing that's going to reset the tone, it's this. Yeah. It's it's an every week hearing a story of God meeting a person in their daily life. Yep. So I love it. I'm really, really excited for that. <clears throat> and I'm really glad that you said yes to that. And yeah, I know, me too. I, I know Aaron and Adam were. Sure. As well. It's a and big I almost deal.
1: didn't. Yeah. I was just like, even the second time, I was like, ugh.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like kind of a like not for the same motive, but like a Jonah moment. Where yeah. Where they're like, nah, I'm not, Sure. I, I kind of hear this, I kind of sense this, I'm, I'm not gonna, and I, I just think that's. Well, it just
1: seemed weird, like yeah. you just shake it off, like, ah.
0: It's in, in Paul Miller's book on, uh, on prayer, A Praying Life, he talks about that, uh, he talks about how cynicism is the enemy of a prayer life mm. because it's that that thing like what you heard yeah. in your head was cynicism, this cynicism that said like uh, I don't think that the spirit's really prompting that. This right. is weird, blah 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 blah. All sure. these reasons, and then we don't act. And ha- <clears throat> had you not act, acted, you, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. And Aaron and Adam would not have been blessed in the way that they were. You would not have like if you just think about like. So you were blessed Mm -hmm. um, because you said yes to God, and you were generous. If that was it, if Aaron hadn't called you, that would have been it. But then Aaron called you, and then you got to have a good cry about it because – God, you got to see the way in which God worked. Adam and Aaron were blessed cuz they got to like have a martini at dinner which they freaking deserve. And then you got to tell me, I'm fired up about that. You've told other people, you're going to tell our whole church. Yep. It's going to go out on a podcast that's going a couple hundred people will listen to. Sure, Like that's insane that that just all of these people are are get are impacted by just this simple like Yes, I am going to Venmo this person a little bit of money. Yep, that's amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. This is even what the podcast is about, but apparently we (laughs) we need to do one about just saying yes to the invitations of the spirit. Absolutely. So these are the things we're doing to to kind of reset the tone. So I guess uh, just to kind of recap, back up and look at. You were saying something before we started about Mm. the need to. Really back up and look at the things that are causing you a bit of, like, that you look at and you're like, I don't, I, this, uh, this is not great, right? Yeah. Talk about the way that Irritation. you Irritation, gonna... yeah. yeah. I
1: think, I think those things that, uh, uh, you know, what grinds my gears yeah. or that kind of thing, like, those issues at your church that you're like, enough. Yeah. So be a leader. Yep. Yeah and decide that they're enough. That's and good. whether it is that you let people play stupid playlists or you, ha- I mean, it doesn't matter. You come a little bit earlier mm-hmm. to brew another pot of coffee yep. or you do a wide variety of things. Like, all of it can matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that what what those things do is demonstrate to people this is important. That's right. So whether or not even the actual lever pull of mm-hmm. the playlist is important, it's it, it helps our, our people and our team understand, like, we're trying to accomplish something. Here. Right. Okay. So I'm um, uh, unless you're going to be a total like o mm-hmm. you're going to actually try to participate differently right. than you have up until this point. Yep. And I think that that's that's super important. So analyze those things and and just like we've talked about in the past about planting the church you want to go to and if there's a song you just can't handle, then mm-hmm. don't sing it in your church, mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, again, watch for those things that really cause you frustration yeah and instead of just embracing this is how things are uh get together with some people and and what it took was like group problem solving we had Mm -hmm. to talk i mean it it was one of the more difficult things we've had to talk through as far as like what can we and i mean everything we we talked about some real weird things Mm -hmm. and some real bad things and Mm -hmm. and now we're at like i don't know we'll see but these are plausible but we're gonna try yeah exactly that's right
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully some of this has been helpful for you. Um, If this is your first time joining us and you've enjoyed it, as with all podcasts, there's really three things that you can do that would be super helpful to us. The first is you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can leave a review wherever you listen. And then lastly, Tyler and I would love to connect with you on social media. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at @ryan_hugley. Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y.
1: And you can find me on the same platforms at at Tyler Dravitz. That's D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Tai Tai out.